In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On infinite herbs. That's good. Okay. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, that's recording. Hey, oh my god. Magic. Oh, we've Here started. we go. Here we've we go. It. Done it again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Podcast on Infinite Earth. My cat. Go away, cat. Very special episode. Because. Chaos. For the first time since. When? Rickles began? <laughs> yes, what, quite possibly. What was, what was the last episode we did, actually, together? Um. Home Sweet Home Alone, technically, me and you were together. I think that was probably the last time, yeah, and then before that it was... Jurassic? We attempted Jurassic (laughs) Park. We first attempted Jurassic Park. Yeah. But just for those of you listening that don't know, we got incredibly drunk, lost the recording, had to re-record it a week later, and none of us really cared at that point what we were doing. (laughs) So here we are, all all in in the same room at the same time, discussing the same film. We'll find out in a minute. Um, but before we get into all that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Lewis. I'm Tom. I'm also Tom. Wow. Hey. Wow. It's like we've been doing it for years. We said it with so much Yay. gusto. We did. We did. Oh, we made such so a special effort now that we're together. Look at that. How are we doing, guys? We're good? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. My pen yeah, it did I've eaten too much. Yeah, we, yeah, I, I am also quite uncomfortable. Is this the energy you were going for? Yeah, we're kind of going for that sort of bloated, <laughs> <laughs> bloated energy. Um, I, I mean, I, I thought this would happen. Reaching thirty, um, which all three of us, are, well, you're slowly creeping towards Circling it. Circling the drain. <laughs> Circling the drain. Yeah. Every, everything hurts, Lewis. Everything. Everything. Hello, dog. We have oh. we have animals in the room oh, tonight. That's, that's a lot a of breath. <laughs> Here's a breathy dog. Well, enough of that nonsense. Let's tell the folks at home what we're discussing. Who wants to to reveal what we're discussing? Uh, it is the Nicolas Cage classic. Fuck off. Conifer Neck. Fuck off. <laughs> is no. that its full name? Con- yeah, Conifer. Con- <laughs> Conifer Air. Please. Conifer was my father. <laughs> okay. Is it is it about trees? I was genuinely concerned you were gonna secretly watch Con Air behind my back and then I was thinking about it. Very tempted. Yeah. Because I've you've you you arsehole have made me watch it three times now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Are we doing the jungle jungle book? The jujubububu. The jujubububu. No, we're doing we're doing part two of the Cornetto trilogy. Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Yes. Hot fuzz. Will Wheaton. Hot fuzz. This isn't like us. This isn't like us doing a sequel like so closely. Usually we 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 pick a film in the middle of a franchise and never revisit it again. (laughs) Except when we did Back to the Future, and you can visit, you can can tell from the recording how tired all three of us are. (laughs) (laughs) Six hours of just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. It's been, I think. Here's Britain. A year and a half since we did Shaun of the Dead. 
I don't know. Has it been that long? It's been it's been a while. Was didn't we have a didn't we have a lockdown and then yeah it was sort of a lockdown and then not a lockdown but it, then don't don't touch or speak to people. It was in between lockdowns anyway. It was one of those weird ones, weren't it, where you could only have two or three people in your house at one time and you couldn't eat anything. Yeah, you could drink outside. Yeah. Well, before... we don't have that many friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, before we get into the uh, the meat of the conversation, before we'll have a little hors d'oeuvre first. Um, oh, a little amuse-bouche. Yes, if, if you will. Um, now, I I have reached out to a podcast favourite of ours. Um, he's he's heard Jingle All The Way, obviously. He's a fan. He's a big fan. Um, he heard Jingle All The Way. He heard The Last Action Hero, oh. Terminator, oh. obviously. Um it, almost. Is it that one guy who asked us a question two years ago and hey. we've never heard from him since? It is. I love it that is. Guy. Oh, okay. So, so he also reached out, but no, uh, I made some calls, pulled some strings, pulled some other things. We're not going to talk about. Um, but guys, we we have a very special guest who has decided to introduce our show for us. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to play it for the folks at home, okay. and we can all all have a listen. Here we go. You're listening to podcast on Infinite Earths, and it's hosted by Lewis and Tom, and the other Tom, which is confusing because there's two Toms. Yeah. Somebody change your name. Wow. How, how about I, that? I genuinely cannot believe that Sly Stallone is with us. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a while to get it out, but there we was, go. There it was. <laughs> Well, if you can believe it, guys, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. on his 75th birthday, sent that in to that us. That was nice of him to be thinking of us on his special Yeah, thing. I think he was he was binging the show on his mm. birthday. I mean, you do. Yeah. You simply must. Yeah. He, he, he talks better than I do at 30. Yeah. <laughs> I like my new headcanon of that's a voice he puts on, so he has to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't use the word normal. Just I can't say it's got a normal voice. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to move a this mic a little bit closer to you, boys. Instead of Pinocchio made of leather. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you talking about Timothy Chalamet? Yes. If an Italian shoe was brought to life? <laughs> That's him. Oh, 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 the Chinese <laughs> <laughs> food is repeating. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Hot. Fuzz, Yay. shall we do some quick facts? <laughs> Hold on. A little, behind, a little behind the scenes okay. here. My quick facts are mostly just IMDB, so let me just get that open. Yeah, give him, give him a minute. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the app. Here we go. Okay. Oh. Hot Fuzz. Released in 2007. Directed by Edgar Wright, of course. Uh, starring... And now this is in uh, credit order on IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) Simon Pegg, Uh Martin Freeman, Uh Bill Nye, Uh Robert Popper. They've missed out Steve Coogan there. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Um, Robert Popper plays the um, guy that goes, hello. Yeah, he's not Janine. Yeah, yeah, not Janine. Um, He's also, is he the writer of Friday Night Dinner? Oh, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, Yeah, that is. Yeah, Bob is the first one. Yeah. And then, um, I'm not, no, I'm not dating Bob. It's Dave. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bob, Bob sounds hot. That's fucking yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Um, I thought you'd never come. <laughs> 
the uncredited Kate Blanchett. Um, who else we got here? What's the point of being uncredited if, you're if everybody knows? Like <laughs> everybody knows it's um, her. Well, it's like um, Matt Damon in Thor Ragnarok, isn't it? And um, Sam Neill, they they don't get credited in that. And hit. Melissa McCarthy. Oh yes, yes. in Love and Thunder. Yeah, and she's Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. There's another Hemsworth. No one really knows yeah. about. Is it? Doesn't he have an actual job? I think he's locked in a basement. Oh okay. Yeah. Keith Hemsworth. <laughs> Keith. Gunnow. They lower a bucket of fish heads every couple of weeks. Keith will be quite an Australian name, to be fair. Keith mm. Hemsworth. I'd, oh, I'd go for that. Keitha. Keitha Hemsworth? Guys, I'm doing my quick facts. <laughs> also starring Billy Whitelaw, who is Joyce Cooper, Nick Frost, Peter White, Julia Deakin, uh, Bill Bailey, twice. Uh, we'll come on to that. Uh, Paul Freeman, Stuart Wilson, Lorraine Hilton... Timothy Dalton, Jim Broadbent, Olivia Coleman, Paddy Considine, Rafe Spall, Kevin Eldon, Carl Johnson. There's so many people in this film. <laughs> so many people. I mean, it's got a Stephen of... Merchant, Tim Barlow, David Bradley, Rory McCann. Mm-hmm. What a cast. Just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's a very British film. Mm. It's got a better cast in the first two minutes than most movies have <laughs> in their entire run. And Just in the police station. I mean, I think half of them now are in the Marvel Universe. Apparently, Garth Jennings plays a crack addict, according to IMDb. Who's Garth Jennings? Oh, well, that is that is the question, isn't it? He seems to be a voice actor of, of some description. He's going to shot. Quite possibly. Um, budget of $16 million. A box office. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? What's Hang up? on. You know we can't understand that. Hang on. What? Right. Context Break it down me. for me. Yeah, go on. How many jingle all the ways? Okay, so so the so the budget is about uh, a sixth of a jingle all the way. Bargain. Okay. A fifth, a fifth, say a fifth of a jingle all the way. So of a jingle all the way. You could make five jingle all the ways for what you made. This for. Out of curiosity, how much did it cost to get Arnold Schwarzenegger in the room today? Uh, how many jingle all the ways? I mean, obviously you had to look, fit your front door he, to get him. Th- I mean, he Wider. looked as if he was coming through the door. <laughs> he, he he has a budget. As we know, why Jingle All The Way is so expensive is because 50 mil is his price tag. So, oh, so it's just a standard appearance fee. Kind yeah, of but I mean, luckily, this podcast does so well, it pays for itself. Sure. So, and because you know. suits don't fit him. I don't know, he, he just wears like don't. moo-moos. That's just... We were talking about Jingle All The Way. Um, were which, we? Yeah, we were. And... It was only from sol- uh, Solar Opposites that I realised that he is a mattress sal- salesman. Oh, yeah. He's a mattress <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it more sinister when he says to his wife, you're my best customer. Yeah. Uh... All right, well, Hot Fuzz is done. We're on Jingle All The Way already. That was quick. <laughs> That's a record to get to Jingle All The Way. Yeah, yes. I thought it was insurance. I thought it was dildos. Or was that a joke he made on the... Podcast. It sounds like some of the. That's just your head cannon that you're selling, yeah. selling dildos. Yeah, yeah. That's what Turbo Man is. <laughs> <laughs> there will be one. Yeah, there's definitely a dildo called Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with the film. Does <laughs> he also have a fluffy pink sidekick? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does. It's one of those tails that you don't know how it's attached. <laughs> You know, like, you went to Comic-Con, you know. It's, it's part of the Sin Baddie collection. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? 
<laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I've said it now. I'm not going to timestamp it either. <laughs> anyway, budget sixty million dollars. Box office eighty million dollars, which doesn't seem like a lot anymore. But that, on yeah. a sixty million dollar yeah, budget, that's a good well. return. Um, yeah, it's got a DVD sales alone and stuff because it's still it is a cult still a classic. Yes. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is just box office revenue. I'm not yeah. going into DVD sales. Let's okay. just calm down. Right. Um, I went to the cinema to see this. Did you? Yeah. Good. It's really good. You want to talk about yourself some more? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about more uh, dildos, please? It's yeah. But Reindeer what? punch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Nice Doggy. <laughs> nice Doggy style. <laughs> Um, well, the the man next door. It smelled oh, uh, my yeah. wife's cookies. <laughs> Put that cookie down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the karate recital. That could be one. <laughs> Put my wife back where you found her. Also, help me. <laughs> um, God, what what other names from Jingle All the Way could? I mean, Jingle All the Way is a good name for a dildo as well. To be honest. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Okay. The ho ho ho. Phil Hardman. <laughs> R.I.P. Is that your stripper name? <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Phil Hardman. Yeah. Is uh, that the full name? Yeah, he is respectful. Ripped in pieces. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, for God's sake. We were having a very wholesome... Oh, uh, we were not. <laughs> okay, 2007, guys. What were the top films of 2007? Mm. And you know all of these. I know you know all of these, so take it seriously. Please. Okay. Um, Please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ghost Rider 3, here we go again. That's, yeah, number four. Yeah. Oh. Um, Chariots of Fire 2, Two Fast Two Chariots. <laughs> yeah, number six. Yeah. The long-awaited sequel to Chariots um, of Fire. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Family. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel's in it. <laughs> then six-year-old Vin Diesel, <laughs> who still had that voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hard for him to find a family in the adoption agency. Um, okay, any any other any other films? Was it Green Mile to Electric Boogaloo? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> How many electric that's, boogaloos? That's a good one. <laughs> All right, moving on. No, no one more. One more. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Come on. We've got them for days. Not days. We've no, got probably we've got one more. Okay. Um, was it? Uh, Ghost Dad 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> I won't tell you what habit. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Oh, dear. <laughs> I thought my drink tasted funny. Anyway. No. It was... Oh. It Surprisingly, it was not the... Bill Cosby sequel. Um, we had Predator. A, uh, oh, <laughs> Prey. It's great on yeah, Disney. Yeah. Ah, stop. <laughs> at number one in 2007, uh, we had Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh, there we go. Is that 2007? Yeah, oh, those films oh, are old, Jesus aren't they? Uh, number two, Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. Hang about. Classic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three, the... One of the greatest comic book movies ever made, Spider-Man 3. Big year for sequels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the top five are almost all... Number four, Shrek the Third. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and number That's five was the start of maybe the greatest movie franchise of all time. Madagascar 2. Michael Bay's Transformers. Oh, okay. So there we go. Okay. 
There we go. So. What a good year for yeah. nerds that's, everywhere. That's 2007 in a nutshell, basically. I remember going to see Transformers and being very excited afterwards. Mm. Just simpler times, really. You it, know. Was, it was pitching a tent all the way home. I, I miss 2007. That's just a cars. Yeah. Mm? I went to see Spider-Man 3 in the cinema. That was good. Yeah, you saw a lot in the cinema, didn't you, this year? Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it wasn't good. It was bad, but... Classic. Aging like a fine wine, though, isn't it? Is it? In a barrel? Mm. Yes. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like people like it now because Tobey Maguire is now in Spider-Man again. I think it's one of those things where, like, if you leave it long enough, your, your memory plays tricks on you. Mm. It's like... People now on Twitter say, like, the Joel Schumacher Batman films are really good, and they're not. No. And they've, they've got a certain charm. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. It's your memory playing tricks on you. It's like when you think back to like your childhood. Like, oh, I love my childhood. No, you didn't. No one had a good time. It's horrible. Yeah, you wouldn't go back, would you? Exactly. You wouldn't go back to mid-high school. No, it's just... <laughs> no, it's, it's bullshit. Anyway, Shaun of the... Not Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. How, how, the it, other one. For, for you guys, how does it compare to Shaun of the Dead? Ooh. Better, worse, different, the same? What do you think? Mm, there's there's less 90s house music mm, for my liking. Um, because in the third one, they bring it all back. The World's th- End. Yeah, the yeah. third one definitely brings in a lot more of the house music. I don't even like house... I don't like <laughs> don't like acid house music, but... It was, I, a, it was a moment in time, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean the Dead does does have a good few uh, samples, as they say in the business. That's what they say. Um, but do 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 you think Hot Fuzz is is, is a better film or a lesser film or? It definitely, it's definitely up there. Top two or for three. So unhelpful. It's the simplest <laughs> question I could have asked to start the discussion. I mean, because <laughs> we, I love it. You would definitely describe it as a film. Oh, I, Jesus Christ. I think it might be my favourite. F- film. Yeah, Ever sure. made. All time. Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Bold statement. Favourite yeah. film that you've watched recently. Yeah, it goes. Dragonheart. <laughs> Hot first. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fucking Dragon Lover. You really want to watch... <laughs> He really wants to watch Dragonheart. Oh, it's been so long. So badly. You watch some shit. I am. Um... <laughs> Stop rustling your pages, Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not ASMR. Your I am. Um... It, it's definitely, it's definitely a good film. It feels like they took what we loved in Shaun of the Dead and made it better with better production values. Mm. It looked like it was taking Shaun of the Dead and what it introduced more seriously. Like yeah. they, they were, they put more money into it, and you could tell. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more explosions, a lot more gunfire. Mm. I, Considering the budget, it's it's bang for your buck. Yeah, money well spent. Yeah. What it, we're saying. It, I would say it lost a bit from what Shaun of the Dead had because that was more. It felt a little bit more low budget mm. and better for it. Yeah. So. I, I sort of put what you put, is it, it it builds on Shaun of the Dead and it makes it all a bit grander. Everything's just dialed up another notch, basically. And it does lose that little bit of low-budget charm, but on the flip side, you get these bigger action sequences, these more sort of grand set pieces. 
um, a bigger cast as well. Um, it, it, everything's just a bit bigger, and I, I do think they kind of bring it back a little bit for World's End. But and they do it on purpose, don't they? Because it it is very it, of action films at the time. It's whereas Shaun of the Dead is very like zombie films at the time. It's oh, very. It's, it's a love letter to eighties action films, basically. Yeah. Is what it is. Like all the like guitar uh, riffs yeah. they've got is so. There's like a bit of like Top Gun vibe to it at one point yeah. with the music, uh, which I I really like. Because um, the, the explosions are dog shit, but <laughs> they know they know they're terrible and they they sort of lean into it, don't they? They do, they do. Um, and we, like, you know, sixty mil doesn't get you that far in any film, no. particularly with a cast that big. That's a lot of people to not pay these days. No, I Martin mean, Freeman is not. Not doing anything. For I mean, less just bear in mind, guys. This film... was did some of these people just do it because they really like Shaun of the Dead? I think so. <laughs> Maybe. But just just for context, so that's sixty million in two thousand and seven. In nineteen ninety six, they spent seventy five million making Jingle All the Way, okay. and this only this is eleven years later, sixty mil with a, an an ensemble cast of great British classic actors. Got a Bond in it. It's got a James Bond. It's got an Olivia Colman in. And, I, I just like how you describe these things to me and Tom like we're children and you're going, so if you have ten apples, <laughs> Jingle All The Way has five million apples. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically, I put it Shaun of the Dead on steroids. Shaun of the Dead on crack. It's Shaun of the Dead on crack. That's what this film yeah, is. Okay, that'll do. That'll do. Um... You know what I thought when I was watching this? I've not seen this film for a long time. I had never seen this film in HD. It looks good. Really? It looked good. It looked good. I, like, cause I, I, I have it on DVD, not Blu-ray. I have it on, and I don't have like a DVD player. Yeah, yes. no. <laughs> but I don't have a DVD player anymore because I've got a PlayStation 5 discless edition, oh, guys. Oh. Um, so I had, to, I had to stream it because it's 2022, so I streamed it in HD. And I just had never seen it in HD. And that scene when he's just like, at the opening, walking down the police corridor, I was like, oh, it's Simon Pegg. Yeah. Why, why do the automatic doors open so early? It's the presence of Simon Pegg is so yeah. grand. Ah. It picks up Simon Pegg from 15 metres away. Yeah, it, that, that, that is a fact about Simon Pegg. He can open automatic doors from 30 metres. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Poi fact. Move on. We don't need to talk about it. We've, we've, we've um, cemented that. It's um, it's very. We always say this. It is very, very Edgar Wright, though, isn't it? Like, All the editing immediately. It's like shoop, 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 <laughs> Edgar Wright. It is like if Edgar Wright's jizz made a film, it was this. This is like he's just. Is it? Yes. <laughs> this is the. I had a weird taste in my mouth then when you said that. What? What wine are you drinking? Which, where do you get that from? Edgar Wright's jizz. Mm. Mm. It's the... <laughs> Finally... Ooh, it's been fermenting oh, in, a, boy. in a rum cask. Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. Very oaky. Um, but we have that great opening scene when um, Nicholas Angle is um, sitting with oh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> and there's just like... I love the... This really sort of like when I watched it, I I got like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern vibe from him. Like mm. he's in this, like he's aware he's in a story that he's got no control over at all. Because it's just, oh, you went to get the the sergeant down. He was telling the same thing that I told you. Oh, I've got to get the chief inspector down. He was just telling the same thing. I. It's just this weird sort of repetition. <laughs> it is so. 
I don't know. It's such a a lot of repetition. Edgar Wright loves uh, his repetition. Loves repetition. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he's very good at doing, right, this is what's happening, this is a story, in the first five minutes, and then going, shut the fuck up and watch the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, very clever exposition, isn't it? Like, mm. the way he sets up the entire film with just this really fast-paced, like, mm. here's Martin Freeman, here's Steve Coogan, here's Bill Nye, off you go. Here's Peter Jackson. Here's Peter Jackson. Mm. Stabbing so, him in the hand. So who does Peter Jackson play? He's Father Christmas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit where he goes, um, he was stabbed in the hand by a, a man dressed as Father Christmas, and I wrote, that man is Peter Jackson. <laughs> How did they get Peter Jackson to do that? And why was Peter Jackson just hovering around? Like, at what? I think Edgar Wright and um, Peter Jackson... Are lovers? Yes. Just in the same sort of social parties, you know, like oh, Herogasm in The Boys. Yes, yeah. They, they go, they, they, they float in the same circles. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Lock up your octopuses. Octopi? Octopuses. Mm. Okay. Um, anyway, Simon Pegg goes to a crime scene to confront his ex-wife. Uh, he he meets... Ex-partner? Girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Sorry. Sorry. Um, anyway, he meets not Janine first. Um, Probably. And then he meets Janine, who turns out is Kate Blanchett. I'll tell you what, I, 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 I wouldn't take a break from Kate Blanchett. Don't know what Simon Pegg's thinking, to be honest. Bit of I mean, you only saw her eyes. Exactly. Bewitching. Exactly. Is she hella? Is she hella from... <laughs> oh, she's hella nice. Hey! Wee. Look at that. Okay. I, I was really upset that um, watching Hot Fuzz post-pandemic... That when they were investigating the crime scene, it looked like I'd just walked into Tesco's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, blood and all. Cause, well, uh, that's Huddersfield Tesco, that is though, isn't it? Yeah. Tesco's, yeah, you have to be careful. It's notorious. You, you can't go that that late in the day, Tom. Um, yeah, seeing people in face masks now just seems odd. Like it doesn't seem like a thing you wear at a specific. It's just like, well, you wear that everywhere. Although I know, I know we kind of don't in this country because we've just given yeah. up caring about COVID. Yeah. But, yeah, there used to be a point, probably in 2007, where it was it was out of the ordinary and it was just some jobs you would have to wear a face mask. Yeah. But now it's just... Yeah. I mean, I, I wear it anyway. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm just afraid of the general public. Again. What the harbouring. That is Huddersfield. That's where you live. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. And, I mean, yeah. Also, I'm just irresistible to people on the street. Keep, they keep trying to snog me. So you got to cover your face. Yeah. yeah. Keep keep away the baying crowds. Mm-hmm. You're a handsome man. Oh, right. He is a handsome man. I mean, right now we're trying to just... You're fighting us off, basically. Yeah, you yeah. both have sticks just pressed together. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm being prodded with a shitty stick. Anyway, Nicholas Angel is sent to... Um, the country. Sanford, Gloucestershire. Sorry, where? This... There's some great bits though. There's some great one-liners in that that moment when he's like, um, "Oh, the the street is my my house, or the street is my office," and he goes, "Oh, well, you're already packed then." <laughs> it's like, yeah. There's just some great bits, and when you were talking about it, when he was like, "Right, I need to get a sergeant down. He's not going to be happy." And then Bill Nye's just stood at the door. <laughs> like, it just happens to be there. The, that that whole sequence is just. It's a little bit of genius because it's just so snappy. Yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. And I just I love the sense of like just powerlessness 
that also Simon shows Pegg's it doesn't got. doesn't really have friends or anything either, so mm. that's one thing you've not taken into consideration. It's oh. what the team will think of this. Yeah. Everyone is like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And there are genuinely um, businesses like that. Yeah. Where if you do a fantastic job, they want to get rid of you because you're making them look bad. Yeah. I've never had it. But, um, <laughs> no, not speaking from experience. Uh, yeah, clearly. I can imagine there are businesses like that. And yeah. It, it is a good comment on managers going, well, you're making us look bad, so off you go. But again, like even when you see all the, the, the team pulling the party poppers, there's just this weird... It's very desaturated as well, the colour. The whole thing is just yeah. a little... It feels like a weird 80s action yeah. film. It's just like an odd vibe to it all. Like, yeah. it's funny, but you're like, this is a bit sinister as well. Like, it is kind of just foreboding. He's going to a pretty... <laughs> Pretty fucked up place. Well, he always wanted to go to the country. That's what they said. Uh, he wants to sit down and retire in the country, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> is Bill Nye the most charismatic man in the world? Yes. Okay. Because there's a, there's a bit where you get Martin Freeman, who basically just is all... Who's oh, his charm? Oh, well, maybe. Um, uh, maybe you're going to go to the country. And then it gets to the point where it's Bill Nye. is like, you're making us all look bad. Off you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't just make someone disappear. Uh, yes, I can. I'm the chief inspector. I'm the chief inspector. He says that. There's a little yes. snarl or something. Yes. Split second I'm thing. so glad you spotted that. He says, I'm the chief inspector. And it, what he does with his face is horrifying. There's more acting in <laughs> yeah. a single, like, like, flinch. If you listen to this, go and watch that scene with Bill Nye. When he says, I'm the chief inspector, he's got a little glint in his eye at first, and for for literally less than a second, he turned his mouth into, like, some sort of evil snarl. <laughs> terrifying. And it lasts for just that. And I was like, I'd never seen it before until yesterday. Till I saw it in HD, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> it is a brilliant piece of acting. It really, really is. Um... But yeah, then Nicholas Angel goes off to the country. You get that great little bit of quick editing as he packs up his life on a train, off the train. Yeah, the, the phone bars going down is such great, just yeah. quick storytelling. Like, well, that's what I put, you know, he, he tells this whole journey in about six seconds yeah. of, you know, urban life to rural life. Like I said, the phone bars, like Vodafone as well. Who's got Vodafone <laughs> anymore? Um, it... Yeah, it, it really is great. And then he, he gets to his like, B&B hotel well, he thing. he ends up in the Overlook Hotel, doesn't he? Pretty because much, yeah. He, he talks to that I've woman and she goes, been You've been here for years. And then in the background, there's the music playing from The Shining. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, shit, I've never like, noticed it's that. It's the bit where he's in, he's in the uh, hotel um, bar and it's wow. the, mu- the like jazz music in the background. And it's like, it's so good. He's such a fan of cinema, isn't he? Like, yeah, it's it's a great scene because like it is so bizarre as well because because like Nicholas Angel is like, sorry, what? Fascist. It, yeah, straight away he's <laughs> like this place is just a bit off, and the fact that the first word is fascist fascism, which kind of foreshadows this little fascist <laughs> neighborhood watch. Yeah, fascism. Fascism, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I've written down fascism, wonderful. wonderful. I spelt wonderful as as she pronounces it. Um, and he then tells a joke for editing. He does three shots of just like hook on like uh, coat on the hook, sat on the bed for just a moment, coat off the hook. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's straight back into right. I've got to get out and about. I've got to go. Um, but yeah, he heads he heads to the pub because it's a 
Connetto trilogy film, there's got to be a pub established within the first yeah, act. There's always got to be a fruity somewhere. That does. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite nice. bits of Simon Pegg acting is when he's 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 ordered his um, cranberry juice, he's sat at the bar, and he's doing that look around at all the kids drinking, and he turns to the sign that says, we don't serve to under 18s, <laughs> and he's got this look of disgust on his face, like pure rage. Yeah. He's like this... <laughs> like right time to get yeah. to work I mean light off the braces oh I wrote that down I thought <laughs> do we think this kid is in every J.J. Abram- Abrams film yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of lens flare off his braces yeah there is he turned into Scotty and he was like oh my god oh. Simon can we just talk about how good Simon Pegg is in this film right the fact that he plays the straight man for about 90 minutes till, until he embraces the action hero he's just this deadpan but it's the polar opposite of what he plays in Shaun of the mm. Dead, though. You know, the the weird sort of um, jokey stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, that also, sort of low life. The fact that he plays someone who is has like the record for the sprint in the Met, and he's yeah. like yeah. this monster of a man, and we believe that exactly. <laughs> yeah, I believe that he is very good at fencing. Why the police need to fence? <laughs> Well, you don't been to London recently, have you? No, it's I'm not. Just roving gang- gangs of fences. On <laughs> guard! A lot of foil crime. A Is it like a weird gang in Clockwork Orange? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, God. It's your birthday. What year? Every year. Get out. That's a great line. <laughs> it's, it's so quotable as well. What it, year? Every year. It's a great bit of dialogue, and it's like, oh, that's clever. What's I like birthday? as well. Oh. But... <laughs> yeah. I like as well that all of the kids in that um, little scene all look about 40. So. <laughs> I think except for the braces kid, he yeah. does look about 15. But the one who goes every year, he, he looks about 40. Yeah. Um, and, but, and, he, and he meets Danny for the first time when he nearly reverses into him. <laughs> it's like, just Nick Frost drunk acting like he's just like a puppet. Just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Were you going to drive that car? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's the foreshadowing where he's looking at the plaque on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Does he see, he sees, um, I don't know if I'm using it right, Chekhov's youth Chekhov's outside. Youth. <laughs> on the, the There's fountain. a hell of a lot of Chekhov in this movie. <laughs> there is Chekhov's youths. Yeah. Dem Dare youths. youths. And the youth club. Yeah. Chekhov's bin. <laughs> Chekhov's bin. Oh my God. Where is it? Where? No, that's stupid. Wow. I'll cross that, that out. Maybe. Okay. But um. yeah, he, uh, he, he meets Danny. He takes him to the police station, rounds up some other hooligans along the way, meets one of the Bill Baileys as he arrives to the police station. Um, does some action admin. He does do some action admin, yeah. Again, Edgar Wright makes the most mundane things interesting to watch. <laughs> like I think that's why I like these films so much, is they're just they're so interesting on the eye. It's like, it's just, you're watching a guy doing paperwork, like, yeah. this is great! It doesn't give you the opportunity to be bored. No. I feel represented. As an administrator, <laughs> he made it sexy. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been, there's, you know, Hollywood's not been very representative over the years, but finally we got a film yeah, for the admin staff yeah, in the world. Yeah, You know, more, more power to it. More films about meanless, menial jobs. Yeah, that's what we need. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you say there's a lot of Chekhov stuff. The The next scene is like he gets the tour of the police station 
There's so much foreshadowing. <laughs> like you see the empty evidence locker, the empty armory, all of it just like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And I just love that, how all the while everyone's just eating cake. <laughs> They're all just eating chocolate yeah. cake. And there's loads of empty tubs of Chunky Monkey. Yeah. Jerry's <laughs> I think every scene that Jim Broadbent is in until the end, he's always he eating a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. Because like, it really speaks to this character where he is a terrible, terrible man, but he's done it for so long. He's just eating his dessert, eating his ice cream. It's like, it's fine. That's just it's what we do. Nice. We've, we've all met people like these inspectors at our workplaces where they've just been there forever. And like, they're not very good at the job, but they just carry on. Yeah. Like, the yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, th- they go to the pub after they've had the tour. I think I would probably hate Nicholas Angel in real life. Please, for a good chunk, he's a dick. He just takes life way too seriously. They take him out for a pub lunch. He's like, <laughs> I'll have a cranberry juice, please. It's like, oh, have a pint, for fuck's sake. Yeah, just fit in. But it's <laughs> just... So many great bits of Oh, yeah, I just want to say, the, the dialogue in this scene is fucking amazing. Because we all sell apples around here, don't we? Your dad sells apples. And raspberries. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's oh so good. Oh, my God. You've got a moustache. I know. Oh, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's packing around here. Farmers. Who else? Farmers mums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just the... Oh, my God. The... Uh, the repartee, guys, is... Oh. <laughs> it's... The pace of everything in Edgar Wright's films, it's just, like I said, you're never bored. Like, they're just having a chat around the table. Like, this is so good. The Andes are brilliant. They, they really are. But, like, the way Simon Pegg undercuts the comedy, though, it's like, do you know why we're called on the Andes? They're both called Andrew, sir. Like, it's just... It eliminates the fun immediately. <laughs> and talking to him's an uphill struggle, innit, Dad? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> oh. The fact that Nick Frost can play this, like, really unassuming... Because he's a he big was, man, Nick he's Frost. A but yeah, he plays this really sort of um, almost childlike character. He's a bit of an underrated actor, Nick Frost, mm. I think, because he is very good. He's great. He's got range, is what I'm saying. He's the Lenny to um, Sean. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, to George. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So um, we, we, we meet Tim Messenger, who... He looks a bit like Jimmy Carr, Tim Messenger. He looks like you look at Jimmy Carr through a glass. <laughs> if you think about him... I can see it. Like, like, a, like, like one of those like kind of like frosted glasses. That, that's what he looks like. Hmm. Like a funhouse mirror version. Yeah, of. like like someone tried to download a picture of Jimmy Carr and got stuck at fifty percent. That's mm. what he looks like. He he does a podcast. Um, does he? That guy and uh, what's it called? Oh, you, you, hi hi. <laughs> um, he does a podcast and a lot of it he does while walking his dogs. If it isn't called the the Sanford Citizen, I don't want to know about it. To be honest. <laughs> but he used to be in a comedy series. Um, Around the time of um, Hot Fuzz. So he is, he is like a famous comedian. Oh, I need to know who he is now. 
And see, now I've got to go on IMDb. Now I've got... Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Adam Buxton, we have discovered, plays Tim Messenger, who, he is a comedian, as is Jimmy Carr, so I was along the right lines. <laughs> um, yeah, so we meet Tim Messenger, and then uh, Danny and uh, Nicholas have a little, like, they're just working the beat mm-hmm. yeah, in around Sanford. Uh, we meet, um, there's that scene when Nicholas goes for a jog, meets um, Frank, not Frank Skinner, uh, Simon Skinner, <laughs> yeah. Simon Skinner, he meets the townspeople, uh, all the community Morning watch. Sergeant? Yeah, Morning Sergeant, get look at his arse. Um, I'm a slasher. Fuck <laughs> me up. Of prices. <laughs> why, why is James Bond in this? I wish the whole film was filled with different James Bonds. Yeah. I, well, when I was looking at the um, the Doctor, um, he looks like Sean Connery. The Doctor and the guy, the Neighbourhood Watch yeah, the Alliance guy, look enough. like the same. But you could add Sean. I wonder if they wanted to cast Sean Connery and had to get a different guy. Um, but how great would it have been to have different James Bonds throughout the town? Like have Pierce Brosnan as like I don't know one of the police people. He's in the third one, isn't he? As his Who's teacher. Yeah, oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, fucking right. There was one in Hot Fuzz. Uh, Sean of Dead, even. Uh, was there a James Bond in Sean of Dead? It wasn't that so. popular. No, was I don't think there was. That. Yeah, it would have been cooler. I don't... Th- no. No. Daniel Craig is one of the zombies. <laughs> it, it, yeah, let's go sure. for it. Fact. Yes. Fact. Fact. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Nicholas and Danny go to uh, Summerfield. The, what, the, have you... The, there was a Summerfield where I grew up, you know. That was oh, a real... Yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I just forget, you don't see it anymore. But... I think there's a co-op out. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, because the, the one where I grew up is now a, a co-op. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's that great scene, though, when you know he's, he's watching that, that ute stealing biscuits, <laughs> and it's the most dramatic chase scene for a packet of biscuits you've ever seen. And we get that amazing, like, you know, the throwback to Shaun of the Dead hopping the fences. <laughs> and Nicholas Angel goes over them, does a somersault. It's just with ease. And then Danny just fucking ploughs through the fence. <laughs> and then he just, like, fumbles over. It's just... Shook. It's so funny. Also, I like how he runs like Tom Cruise. He does run does like it, Tom Cruise. Yeah, arms, arms up. Arms. Yeah. yeah, he's. he's... It's uh, yeah, like he, he really just encapsulates that over dramatic action movie run. <laughs> uh, the, the the whole thing's just ridiculous because it's uh, he's stolen some biscuits and that bit when he throws the paint can. Is that that'll be a reference. Yeah, to that's a throwback. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's it's so stupid. And then when. Danny catch him, he's like, oh, all right, Dave. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's Auntie Jackie's sister's brother's boy. Which is <laughs> like, just his cousin? Yeah, so just to be clear, it is, aunt, it is Auntie Jackie's so sister's brother's boy. Yeah, so either cousin or brother. Yeah. And he's like, you didn't think to tell me this? Well, I couldn't see his face, could I? Everyone knows everyone around here. <laughs> Oh, and then they take it back to police station. They're all eating again. They're all eat- <laughs> always eating desserts. Um, and we have that scene when they're, they're, they're doing the road traffic, they're checking the speeds of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just a great little bit of editing when it's like a one-second car chase. It just the sirens go on, the handbrake goes off. The handbrake <laughs> goes on, the sirens go off. That's all it is. And then you've got 
Nick Frost like that was brilliant. <laughs> like it literally lasts a second on screen time. And we get those two terrible actors, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 guy is um, Frank Gallagher from Shameless. He is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. Um, and he has a bit of a David Tennant thing about him. There's a bit where he mm. shouts at him through gritted teeth. You know that way that Stop David Tennant writing. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is good. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, Martin Blower and Eve Draper. See that is? Fingered. <laughs> <laughs> Fingered by the duck pond. Up the duck Up pond. The duck pond. Oh. Which is, is that a euphemism? Oh, anyway, I think it might be. Have we missed the bit morning angle? We have missed the morning no, angle. No, that's, that's after this. Yeah. Uh, that is after, oh, I think. I thought it went at morning angle and then... The high speed chase because there's a bit where they're looking at people on the high street. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. We also missed. Uh... What's your name? Oh, P.I. Staker. Piss Taker. Oh, come on! Yeah. <laughs> and the bit where Nick Frost literally gets his truncheon out to beat the swan to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's a very brief thing. Yeah, Nick Frost gets his truncheon and Sam Pesley. Like, no, no, put put that down. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> Two foot tall, long, slender neck, orange or black beak. Anything yeah. else? Just looks one, like a swan. A swan. <laughs> Stephen Merchant is a comedy genius, and I wish he had more to do in this film. That that swan plays such a big part of this film as well. Like, oh, Sanford's number one citizen, most most wanted citizen. Um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, so all that happens, and then uh, Nicholas Angel gets the end of his shift, and he gets that. Um, He's leaving and Bill Bailey's like, oh, these came for you. He's got those two tickets to Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Tears them up. Well, we can't accept a gift from someone we've officially rebuked. And then Jim Broadbent's police is, uh, chief is like, well, he, he, he comes out with the tickets. Guys, you got to go to the Romeo and Juliet. You get to see that very brief glimpse of an awful, awful play, which just reminded me of... Say that you love me. Oh, it's so bad. It, it, it just the kiss re- is great, though. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. A bit oh, more. yes, yes. Just, <laughs> it's just so bad. Um, it's really good, though, because they are really good actors as well. Like. <laughs> it, is, it is a skill to play, to do bad acting like when you're a good actor, because like we know how to do it, because we're bad actors. Sure. Ooh. That's why we're doing a podcast. I spent three years doing bad acting. <laughs> yeah. So I'm an expert. Well, we have a degree in bad acting. <laughs> oh, that's a damning indictment at Huddersfield University, wasn't damning it? Damning indictment. It was a podcast bingo. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. What else on your podcast bingo? That's what I want to know. Oh, Chekhov's blank. Chekhov, yeah. yeah Chekhov. I, I kind of take that off dot, every dot, time. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger reference covered mm-hmm. that. Very early doors. Yeah. Presumably, if there'll be a Brendan Fraser comment there. Oh, it sure. is. That'll yeah, count. about Jingle All the Way. Sort of mummy, vague. Yeah. Yeah. Basinger. Well, we've not got we're not a Basinger yet. Oh, I said it earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. I missed that. Okay. Very closeted homosexuality. Is it? Oh, that's standard. That's a, that's a free square on yeah. the bingo chat. Yeah. Um, oh, pardon. Yeah, hot fuzz. We've um, not had crow magic yet. Okay, yeah, that's you know, kinda... You know, before the biscuit bit, when he chases him for the biscuits, we're going back. Um, 
Did you notice when he was picking up the DVD and reading the DVD yes. that there was a Shaun of the Dead DVD in the bargain? <laughs> I did not. I honestly didn't see that, no. Yeah, so yeah. when he picks it up, underneath is Shaun of the Very Dead. distinctive <laughs> red and black. like. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is great. And Skinner, so I, the way I've organised my notes is the same way I did Shaun of the Dead, because Skinner basically... He highlights how everyone dies... So I've yeah, done it like this one where the, the players I've put decapitated in brackets because he, he says, oh, he something about... Um, it's like bashing her head and who knows what will come out and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, yeah, bashing her head in is the next one. And there's car music each time. Yeah, it'll be in bits tomorrow. Oh, that's... Um, the fridge match. George Merchant. In- George Merchant? Yeah, George Merchant. The, the fridge magnet. Yeah. Fridge magnet. Yeah. <laughs> magnet. Yeah. Fridge magnet. Fridge no, magnet. It's a fridge, throwaway, fridge magnet. It's a beautiful throwaway line in it. I'm just like that. Oh, he's a fridge magnet. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. Um, yeah, he, he highlights how everyone's going to die before they die. And it's because it's building him up to be the villain, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It, it's very clever the way the film sort of crafts this very bog standard like serial killer story and and you can see how Nicholas Angel puts together all these pieces and then like they say at the end oh the truth is far less complicated and it is literally <laughs> just to win the village of the year award but it is so clever because like there is a motive and a means for all these murders but none of it is actually that it is just oh we didn't like them <laughs> making the village look bad it's literally just like Bill Nye says you're making us all look bad and it's literally what it is basically um, we've skipped ahead and that's the end <laughs> well yeah we've kind of had a go around but anyway yeah so you get that great bit of foreshadowing from Timothy Dalton um, and then the next day you've got Nicholas Angel sleeping like <laughs> a fuck yeah sleeping like he's just some sort of just log like perfectly <laughs> tucked in it is such a great character thing. And then he picks up the phone, he's like, what? Decaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great line. He he doesn't know how bedsheets work. No. <laughs> like, he's gone to a hotel that has been tucked in and he's just slotted himself down the back of the sheets. <laughs> Would you guys like to know a really random bit of trivia that I learned a few oh, weeks please. ago? Yeah, go on. So you might say he's sleeping tight. Right? Sure. Okay. The phrase sleep tight comes from when people used to sleep on beds that you could fall out of very easily and they'd put ropes over themselves so they couldn't fall out of the bed. So the tighter it was, the more safe you were. Like on ships? Or... I, 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 I think it might have been. Oh, I, I... Like in... Uh, no, I can't say that. I can't, oh, I can't say that. Oh, can. boy, no. Okay. No. Am I going to pause this? <laughs> Yes, Sucks yes. in piss. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it was, yeah, people would sleep in these beds and you'd put ropes over yourselves and that was sleeping tight so you didn't fall out. I think it might have been on ships. I think that is where it came from. But, yeah, so Sergeant Angel is basically sleeping. He's sleeping tight. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, it goes to the, the, the road collision. Not an accident. It's a collision, guys, because accident I've had my top off of Miss Layboy. What? I've had my top off of Miss Layboy. Yeah, <laughs> tits. tits. Yeah, dog and... Does he only have... 
<laughs> Does he only have two lines, that character? It's just tits and cock. That all he says. He says, says cocks. He also does the translation for. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does for listen. And the, the end where Adol's done his big plea to the other police, and he's just like, "You've got somewhere." Oh yeah, that's right. And there's a bit where it's raining in the churchyard, and he goes, "I think you're yeah. taking the piss." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You talk a load of old shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I think you're talking a load of. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, he does have a lot of lines, but what he does is is Solid is great. Um, um, but skid yeah. Marks. Yep, skip my grow up. <laughs> now who's being childish? <laughs> oh, it is so good. Uh, it... I don't know if it's this bit, but if you, if you want to be a big cop in a small town, fuck off up a middle village. <laughs> Check out model village. village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you get that great interchange with um, Nicholas, Danny, and the two Andys. Um, and then we get to meet old Arthur Webley. Is that uh, Walter Frey? Yes, that is yeah. David Bradley. Um, Filch. Yeah, there's that great bit when the, who? when the the uh, <laughs> the chief inspector comes and he's like, old Arthur Webley's um, complaining about cutting edges that aren't his. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> right. Um, it's such... The, the film is like made of these little like Moments. vignettes, these daft little West Country sketches. And it, it's so good. Like you've got this great like the three, the three yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and does for this and he does for this one. I see mine. <laughs> a load of old junk. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Decommissioned. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> so it's such a great <laughs> If if that was just a sketch on its own, it works. Yeah. It just works on its own. It is so. And then the the moment they all run away from the sea mine, it everything is so over the top dramatic in this film. <laughs> I also like that the two other characters are quite old, so you see them just very quickly go behind something, so they don't have to run the whole mm-hmm. distance. <laughs> and I also like that if the hedges were much taller, um, they wouldn't be able to jump over them. No. Yeah, so really, tra- his illegal action of chopping the hedges down saves ah, him. Ah, there we go. No wheels talks. within wheels. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a, I reckon Edgar Wright planned that. I Definitely. Do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, as, as the film progresses, we get more of the Danny Nicholas bromance. Mm. Uh, unlike Shaun of the Dead, it, it, a lot of the film builds on their dynamic, their friendship. Um... They go to the pub, have some drinks together. Uh, Danny shows his trick with the ketchup sachet. Yeah, Chekhov's ketchup sachet. Chekhov's ketchup. This yeah. this whole this whole sort of scene reminded me of me and you when we went to the Billy Goat mm-hmm. um, in Mosley, um, and we interrupted a meat raffle, <laughs> and everyone looked at us. You remember the guy? You remember... There was a great there's a great bit in this and a great bit that was echoed in the Billy Goat, where. I asked for a pint of cider and you asked for a rum and coke and the barmaid looked at you yeah. and went and did a massive sigh She did. and then picked up a full bottle of vodka <laughs> and half an empty bottle of two litre coke that she got from the takeaway around the corner. Yeah. And you know when, like, when you hear a bottle of coke open and you can't hear the fizz, <laughs> it was just... It was like a stifled fart. <laughs> it was. Not a duchess's <laughs> fart like a Prosecco. It was just a... Just a... Yeah. Sad. Um, Sad 
That's what it reminded me of because there's a bit where they go, um, what's your wine selection? And he goes, you can have red or you can have white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy sells it so much. It's just for Paul if he got red or white. <laughs> I'll have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they've, they, they have such a great um, friendship because they both bring out the side of each other that's missing like Danny brings out the fun in Nicholas and Nicholas brings out the sort of more seriousness of Danny and it's such a great way they they complement each other really well is what I'm trying to say what made you want to become a policeman officer (laughs) (laughs) the 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 wordplay in this film is so clever and then Skinner he'll be in bits tomorrow Oh, hold on, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. No, Wait. that's in the same bit. Oh, sorry. Because yes. you've got you've got that little guy. Yeah, you are right. On the front yeah, end, and that's where it makes that. <laughs> yeah, you are right. It's just I've just got a great line when the uh, Nicholas walks Danny home, um, and I was like, "You, you want to come in for some coffee, uh, tea? Uh, how about another beer?" Um... <laughs> And then yeah, you get that quick shot of George Merchant having a having a piss, uh, that that drunk piss all over the place. There's a great bit where there's a throwaway line where he goes, "Well, you did say we'd we'd uh, we'd get a little drunk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the carrying George Merchant, yeah. Um, Twenty quid. And here's your change. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I love the way the film gets progressively more sinister and dark as the murders evolve mm. and like, you know, that's when you get the first glimpse of like their grim reaper type characters and their hoods and everything yeah, well, we, you see mm. it with the fear people yeah you do that's oh where, yeah you get the you, you see a proper gear change for the movie because up until that point it's like there's all there's, there's some weird stuff going on but it's, yeah it's just a guy moving to the country i mean oh shit oh mm. no yeah i think that's something that the film does... I mean, Shaun of the Dead does this, but it it blends genres really well. It's like comedy, action, horror. Mm. Whereas like, Shaun of the Dead is more horror, comedy, action. This kind of leans... Well, this is action, comedy, horror, I guess, is is the... Mm. the yeah, there's uh, some bits, but like... Seeing it the first time when I was younger, stayed with me for yeah. a while. Some, especially the church tale bit, but we'll get. To oh that. yeah, we will. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like a slasher film, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's very sort of scream. It 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 yeah it it pays homage, homage. much like Romeo and Juliet's That's homage. In the bingo. Uh, uh-huh. Oh god, you're winning fromage. <laughs> From um, the fromage. As a bingo. It's. We just say bingo. <laughs> like yeah, it's not as gruesome a murder because it's an explosion. But the way they sort of frame it all and just the and then the, the does a swan fly towards the screen as well. There's something some hits the yeah screen. something hits the screen. It's not the swan. It's like something from his house just like blows. I think towards. it might be it's the swan him, because the swan is in the CCTV. But the, but the, the swan's s- at the end. Yeah, yeah the swan it's, survives. It's him because they they oh, is it? then have his dead body out the front of a gate. Oh yeah, you're right. The, yeah. Oh, okay. scene. So yeah, it's, it's literally just he's been catapulted there's, out of his house. There's a great um, throwaway line that you, I only heard because the the um, not the translation. What they called the <laughs> the dog can hear that. Um, yeah, that's my dog drinking. By the way, that's not anything else. <laughs> I had the subtitles on, and I heard this throwaway line where it's someone going. It's like something out of fucking backdraft. 
think that might be Bill Bailey, I'm not sure. <laughs> so good. I quite like a little midnight gobble. Yeah. Cock. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my notes are just quotes. Yeah. Honest to God. Anyhow, I think possibly my, f- my favourite bit in the movie, where it's when the Andes are leaving the shot. Yeah. And then he just comes back in. <laughs> and you can see Rave Spool behind him start to go. <laughs> as the other guy comes in. So good. The Andes are great. There's just, there's a really great, like, again, like another genre it brings us, like that sort of like paranoid thriller, three days to the condor type thing, which just no one believes Nicholas Angel. Am I the only one that sees what's going on? But it's not because they're in on it. They're all just really, like, gullible. Yeah. And I just, I'd love that sort of twist on, like, they're not part of the conspiracy. They're just, they're just a bit dim, yeah. Just a bit fucking stupid. They're always murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the next bit is the um, the carnival, in it? The village fate where... Can we just, before we get to that, um, <laughs> it, outside George Merchant's blowing up house, Tim Messenger comes back, like, what is your perfect Sunday? <laughs> and then, I think, I don't know what he's called, Tony, the other guy's like, my perfect Sunday. <laughs> he starts telling about his perfect Sunday, and, then, and that comes back late, right at the end of the film. He's getting interviewed. Chekhov's Sunday. What is Chekhov's best Sunday? Oh, perfect Sunday. Sat under a cherry orchard. Uh, Definitely has a cherry on top. Yeah, the the seagulls. Yeah, cherry orchard. He's holding a gun with a seagull under a cherry orchard. We know a lot about Chekhov, don't we? Do we? Yeah. (laughs) We know three things about Chekhov. We just we just named three plays. (laughs) I challenge you to meet most people and say name three Chekhov plays. Chekhov's gone. (laughs) The famous play, Who's Afraid of Chekhov's Gun? (laughs) It's actually a Japanese game show called Who's Afraid of Chekhov's Gun? What they do is they they show them the gun first. Oh my God. And it comes back in season two. Jesus Christ. Squid Game. Squid Game, yeah. Yeah. Not Squid Games. It's the the DVD knockoff, Squid Game. Squid Game. Okay. Moving on. Um, the village fair. Let's get yeah. to the village fair. Or I put it in brackets. Splat the rat. Splat the rat. Splat the rat. Have we all written down splat the rat? Have you not written down splat the rat? It's in the head. Get the fuck out. Sorry. If I've... this was a DVD and you were picking the the chapters, it would be called splat the mm. rat. Yeah. Because that's what happens. It's the again the foreshadow. Edgar Wright just literally tells you exactly what's going to happen. And when it happens, you're still surprised because he finds a way to make what he's told you is going to happen not what you expected because yeah. it is so over the top. <laughs> the fact, like, there, there were a million e- easier ways to kill Tim Messenger. To get him in the exact spot to push a spire of a church, it is so ridiculous. And I think that's why all the foreshadowing works in this film, because everything he foreshadows is ten times more ridiculous than you expect it to be. Like It's the intense look that Timothy Dalton and the Hound give him while hitting a truncheon against their hands. And it's like, it's almost... Like, you watch it, like, this is too obvious. But he has just died. But how could it not be... I can't even say Frank Skinner. How could it not be Simon Skinner? Because he's... But Timothy Dalton plays this role just to perfection. He is having a lot of fun. He is, like... 
He's James Bond. He's a great Bond in very bad Bond films. And it's just... He's such an underappreciated actor, Timothy. Have you seen him in Penny Dreadful? He is. No. Oh, watch. I don't, I don't think anyone did watch Penny Dreadful. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Is that, is that the one with Pennywise? Pennywise? The actor who plays Pennywise. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes. That's like Penny Not, not Penny pe- actual Pennywise. No, I was going to say. Um, and it's got um, another Bond alumni. She was in Casino Royale. Oh. What's her face? Eva. Eva. I've not seen it. That's the one. Um, but yeah, the village fair again. You got some great little backs and forths going on. Um, Nicholas Angel running to try and rescue Tim Messenger as well. Great, and then just the. It's visceral. Yeah, the scale of the death is so ridiculous. It cranks it up. Each each death is more. Yeah, because like, how do you top? An entire house exploding. You explode someone's head. <laughs> and chest. Into the chest. Yeah. I know when he writhes around a little Ooh. bit as well, like it's it's someone in the suit. And it's just, when you rewatch, you're thinking, this is all just because of a bad headline. <laughs> like, they've done this. Like he's dyslexic. He's... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and then we... It, the whole film just goes up a gear at this point because Nicholas Angel starts to investigate. He's looking at all the headlines. Uh, I think before that we get that scene when they're just like stood in the rain together and him and Danny have yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there's a bit where it, it turns because then, um, I can't remember his name. I'm going to call him Slughorn. Um, yep. Slughorn. Jim Broadbent. That's the one. Um, gets on, gets on he board. Gets his, yeah. like, he gets his... He's competent now. He's like, you do this, you do that, you do that. Yeah. Um, and then I like where they're in the rain and they've got their, their um, police outfits on, but Danny still has his cowboy hat on. Yeah. With a rain hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still just got that sort of childlike thing about... I think I think a lot of the time you see Danny growing up throughout because he's... Clearly he's had that sort of... He's been missing his mum for a lot of his life and he's lent on his dad the whole time. And I think having... Nicholas Angel come in to help him discover that more independent side of him is is a lot of his his story as well. Because Slughorn is not a good role model. Absolutely not. No, he's I mean he's he's a murderer. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. Um, but yeah, Nicholas and Danny have a bit of a bit of a falling out. He's got that. He gives him that monkey and, and then he fixes it. He? he does. He does oh, fix does he? it. Um, go investigating. Yeah. Someone from. London called for you. Tell him I'll call him back. Um, but yeah, you, you get that little great mon again, great little montage of Nicholas like going through all the headlines. Like, if you want to read every copy of the Sanford Citizen, be my yeah. guest, and he does. He, and it's just, it's so like, if you watch this for the first time, you're proper going along with all this conspiracy, and you're seeing him put the pieces together. Like, oh, oh yeah. I get it. It makes sense. He's he was killed because of this. He was killed because of that. I pick up the accent as I'm going along here. It's not good. He's You've killed because of that. Oh, You've fuck you. Um, You're on the edge of your seat because it's finally getting into a gritty sort of cop drama. And then all of a sudden, Olivia Coleman walks in with a fair of fake boobies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's Danny's, Danny's birthday. birthday. And then Nicholas Angel, out of character, 
and does something very illegal where he puts his siren on to go and pick up a peace lily. He does. He does. <laughs> He's rubbing off. It's all the bad boys do. <laughs> well, we ought to rub off now and again, Tom. So. Oh. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually crossing it off. <laughs> There's a wank joke. It's bingo. That's number wang. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes to buy a, a piece lily from Miss Tiller, um, who gets sheared. But she has she a fell f- on him. Yeah, but she has a fucking amazing um, monologue before that when she just like goes through all the town gossip in about twenty seconds and oh, God rest him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, George Mershing, God rest his soul. New Martin Blower, God rest his soul. I just think the acting's oh, great. Cece's not going to like a new uh, supermarket. No. <laughs> and then it's just, again, another, like, ridiculously dramatic chase th- chase scene through a garden centre. <laughs> it's so like, good. The way- yeah. When he gets the knife out and he slides it yeah. down the tarpaulin. Yeah. <laughs> like, he his truncheon to throw it through the door. Yeah. <laughs> In the name of the law! Oh, it's and so good. And he does. Yeah. Or she does. They stop. It is just so good. The way they set these, like, over-the-top action sequences in, like, classic British place, like a supermarket, a garden centre, a village centre. A little shout-out to the Foley work on this movie and all of the movies. But, like, there's a bit where he's just running down past the top all in tunnel. It's like a... Oh, it's, oh, chef's hiss. Shout out to the stunt double for Simon Pegg who had <laughs> Prince Charles's ears. Um, <laughs> it was very visibly a stunt double Somersault doing a, a somersault over yeah. some trellis. Like. <laughs> Prince Charles's ears, wow. Well. Mm. Yeah, come at me. Anyway. <laughs> Charlie. If you're listening, yeah. Liz. C- come, and, come and get me, you 80-odd-year-old man. You're never going to be king. <laughs> you're never going to be on a anything you're not even on the penny no stamps for you <laughs> anywho um, <laughs> Nicholas Angel goes back to police headquarters and he's just like losing his mind at this point no one believes him and we get I think maybe my favourite line from one of the Andes where he's like what makes you think it was murder <laughs> it's just so like and then he goes because I was there! I saw it! <laughs> Alright! <laughs> oh, it, it, it is great, just this... Paranoia that Nicholas Angel's got at this point. Like, am I actually going insane? And it's I'm just... completely mad. Maybe. Oh, maybe you are. I love the Andes. They're such They're bastards. <laughs> They're such bastards. Oh my god. Hello, dog. Let me go to the Summerfield. They do. And another one of my favourite lines. Mr. Skinner to the manager's office. Mr. Skinner. Oh, that that stripper from Flappers. I think I've met her before. Um, Looking at the village, where would Flappers be? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's all one... It's just one roundabout in it, this this village. Pretty much, yeah. Where where is I'm asking for a friend. It's why I got a bit surprised when George Merchant's house blew up that everyone didn't know immediately. It's like <laughs> that's a pretty big big explosion. Well, they're um, all in on it. Spoilers. It's just the whole film works so well because you've just got this amazing cast of these just classic British thespians. Even just for supporting people, like there's a bit in here where they cut to like 
he's talking about his uh, his workforce, and it cuts to the window, and he got like Rumor Khan and other people just looking at as gormless as possible. <laughs> yeah, you've got the hound. I don't think Yark. it's okay for him to be um, different time. Yeah, it was different a different time. time. Yeah, two thousand seven. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. This was the time of like Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr. could play oh, a black man. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. They got away with that because of the context of the film, where like everyone said yes, he yeah. shouldn't. But then the Academy nominated him for an Oscar in real life, and that... it's like Academy. No, that was the point. You weren't supposed to do that. God. That wasn't the most problematic part of that film either. It was um, when. What's the main actor called? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, he's simple character. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't joke. go full. Yeah, you don't go full. Yeah, we can't, can't say that word anymore, can we? Oh, Different time. So, um... <laughs> like it was, but it wasn't that long. We were we were nearly adults at that point. Yeah, but we're not adults now. But so. we're no, we're OAPs. Mm. Nearly middle aged. Down with sixty. If we make it till six, I'd be amazed. I would be. Yeah. Like just the way the world go. I, I I think physically I could, but I think an external factor will kill me before I'm sixty. Yeah, the the you know the the rate I drink, um, sixty just... seems like a far flung dream. You could aim to pickle. I oh, could pickle. pickle you know what? Well, I think that's what David Hasselhoff's done because no one has polluted their body more than him. But have you seen him? He looks good. And he's like in his 70s now. Well, I mean, there's still hope then. Yeah. Mick, still hope. Mick Jagger's still alive and he is 80% cocaine. Like, that is not... That makes no sense. How is he alive? Hmm. When he moves, he sounds like one of those rainmakers. <laughs> <laughs> Just brittle. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I physically feel old, but mentally, I... I am surprised that I pay taxes. Um, there's there's a bit of me that goes... Where's my pocket money? Yeah. <laughs> Listening to this podcast, some of the things we say, I think... <laughs> yeah. Mm, it upsets me that we pay taxes and we're adults. Yeah, let's ignore it. Ban the taxes. All right, what's going on? What's Chekhov's going? jog on. Chekhov's, Chekhov's jog on. Um, oh, are we not talking about... James Bond's sock garters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nicholas Angel lifts up Simon Skinner's suit pants. He's got his little uh, socks suspenders. I mean, I was full mast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Timothy Dalton's calves. Yeah. That, that is a very niche category in Pornhub. Mm. Timothy Dalton's calves. It's <laughs> Along with Roger Moore's biceps. <laughs> Sinewy. Oh. Yeah. No wow. one no one was muscly back then. No. They were like those Someone milk. <laughs> they were like those circus strong men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just had that like really big upper just, body. Just fat. <laughs> yeah. <Just> pigeon chested, barreled. <laughs> That's exactly what they pigeon chested. <laughs> it was it was um, the guy from Fantastic Four. Oh my god! <laughs> they all look like Mister Incredible from The Incredibles. <laughs> Just these like oversized breasts, <laughs> man breasts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> tiny legs. Just upside down triangles, basically. 
I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I got no more to say right. about this film. No, 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 we're, we're, no right. We've not even got to Cornetto yet. No, we haven't. Um, yeah, they confront uh, Simon Skinner, who can't prove it. He hasn't got the cut on his leg. Um, yeah, want me? Yeah, back to the police station. It's like, nah, look, Nicholas, you you, you got mad, mate. Go go to the shop yeah. with Danny. And you get that little. Uh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, go on. I'm just kind of. I'm truncating things here calm for you. Um, yeah, so he goes to shop with Danny. It happened, okay. Um, he's buying. A, we see the cornetto that he's buying. We finally see it. Um, the the shop lady, forget her name. No luck catching them killers. Then. Oh, that's all her fault. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah. And, and when it's you rewatch it, you're like, actually. she's saying that because she knows it's multiple killers. Yeah. Yeah. It's clever. Um, Stupid. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Danny gets a brain freeze, which I chuckled so hard at that. And it's such a juvenile bit of comedy, just someone eating an ice cream too quickly. It just made yeah. me laugh so much. If if we are so divine and in God's image, why, after a brain freeze, do we then take a second bite? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> we know it hurts. Do you want to know what causes a brain freeze? Your brain freezing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the the membranes up your mouth. And the nerves get too cold and it shoots up to your uh, brain, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Why are you asking me? Jesus. And why do you get an erection? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, or just in general? <laughs> just, just oh, along, Tom's... alongside oh, a poor brain freeze, Steph. because, you know... <laughs> oh, I see. I, I can't th- look at a Calippo in the same way. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it's where you put on the Calippo is the problem. That's why. That's why. Arse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to pause there for a second. <laughs> Okay, we've had a break. I've lost my train of thought completely. I think we're at the point when he's in the police station trying to explain there's actual murders going on. Uh, Jim Broadbent takes him in. He's like, just, you know, I've seen this before. You know, your predecessor couldn't hack the country life. Uh, we forgot that great line that Jim Broadbent's got. Does anyone want to deliver the uh, classic line? Because we all know that um... <laughs> Tom powered up. For that. <laughs> he did. I'm he so went sorry. Proper cyan. He did. He was like, he, he was ready to I, ready to bat then, and yeah, I, 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 a, I didn't pitch. I'm so very sorry. Very deep. Um, take a breath. Because he says to Nicholas Angel, you know, your predecessor had one thing you didn't, and what was that, sir? A great big bushy beard. <laughs> Terrific. Anyway. <laughs> so Chekhov's bit. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's Chekhov's chunky monkey. <laughs> Do you like ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> right. So he goes back to the hotel. He, he goes back to the hotel and uh, uh, Mr. Yarp goes to... What's he called? Hound. Yeah, the hound. <laughs> the um, Scottish... Okay. Porridge. Like, porridge guy. Yeah, the porridge go. man. The porridge advert man. <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> If you're listening to this, go and watch, go and watch Rory McCann's uh, fucking what is it? Quaker Oats adverts. Doesn't isn't he very good at caper tossing in that? Um, caper. In the, 
caber. Yeah, caper's a little. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm not from Scotland. I'm not sorry. Racist. I'm not. Actual racist. I'm not sorry. I'm from Yorkshire. I mean, tossing the caper is a very different thing, trust me. It's a euphemism for something. Which makes me feel really sad for whoever's tossing a caper. Yeah, but he. Oh. It's a Scooby Doo caper. Jesus Christ. Lauren? <laughs> yeah, he has a fight with the hound anyway. And he cracks his peace lily over his. Uh, the, oh. Guys, he used a peace lily as an item of destruction. Oh, shit. oh the irony. The That's not his what. his previous life as well. That? Nah. Mm. That's not what the Japanese intended. No. No. No, it is they not. They intended it to be for peace. And for you to buy them in bulk at Ikea. That is some deep analysis. Well done. Good. Um, <laughs> Don't patronise me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nicholas Angel, uh, he picks up the walkie-talkie. He, he does an impression of Yar. Nar. Yeah. Nar. Oh, and it works, though. <laughs> it does. And then he discovers the neighbourhood watch all in their do, doing their recitation of their weird Cominitatus Bonum Cominitatus Yeah, it's great. You know what I love is they've got this really sinister like Knights of the Round Table thing going on. They're like, and they just talk about someone's baby name. Yeah, it's exact same as like. It's just a standard town hall agenda. I love it. It's so funny. It's great. Uh, but, but, we, we did some research. We did do some research. What, you two yeah, well, did? individually, but we both did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we go did on. the same research. Let's go. Yeah. Research. Do you know what bonum commune communitatis means? No. Mm. It's a common good of the community. The greater good! <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you rehearsed it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just have a spur of the moment just then. A spur of the moment. Yeah, yeah. spur of the moment. Cock. <laughs> Tits. Arse. Arse. <laughs> Please don't make eye contact so intensely when you say it. Stop looking at me then. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's such a great scene because like they have this really over the top sinister neighbourhood watch talk about these really mundane things and then as we learn all the reasons for the murders are really mundane as well trivial exactly yeah Yeah. they are they are curtain twitchers we've all got them they're all on the street tom's got some i've got some yeah have you got some have you some here the are you the curtain twitcher? If you don't have one, you're the twitcher. I mean, I have blinds, if that counts. Are you the blind twitcher? Yes. No, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh-oh. Let's move on. <laughs> Not sure that's all right. <laughs> Crusty jackers. <laughs> that's not okay either, but that... It's in the film. It was, it was a different time. Crusty jugglers. Yeah, he finds all the dead... Yeah, he has a confrontation. Um, runs away? Um, there's something very ironic about them talking about an infestation of hoodies Mm. when they walk around in hooded robes (laughs) nice never picked up see like layers fucking onions and cakes and like the earth's koi just parfait yeah why did they kill the kids because they're evil 
They're not evil. They're just... They got kicked out of a pub. No, but, but people are evil. The kids oh. are evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, look. The kids are okay, which I think is a song. Yeah, um, not by the NWA. I think it was Robbie Williams and Callum mm. Oak did The Kids Are Alright. What does so. the NWA stand for? Uh, it's Neighbourhood Watch Alliance. <laughs> it's literally what the film is. Did you watch the same film? That was fantastic. No, I thought he was... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd catch him out. I know what out. you wanted me I to say. I thought I'd catch him out with what the NWA actually stands for. Oh, does it stand for something else? Yeah, we're not... Yeah, it's... it's you won't call them a band, would you? They're not. A, a super it's not like it's not like Backstreet Boys. Is it? Is it uh, Ice Cube was that? Yeah, yeah. Ice Cube's in Ice it. Ice Cube's yeah. old oh. rap. Yeah, the Bunnies. NWA. Oh, okay, oh, I've learned something. Oh yeah. With attitude. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Oh. Um, the neighbors. The the the. Uh, Living that's, statue. That's when good neighbours become, become good, good friends with attitude. with attitude. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. What are we talking about? I mean, I just hope everyone's enjoying the last ever episode of podcast on <laughs> Infinite Earths. This isn't the worst one. No. <laughs> oh, it's it's close. It's close. Yeah. Anyway, you find. Was the human statue dead? Oh. <laughs> I think very fresh. This is like Schrodinger's human statue, like... isn't it? Yeah. You don't know, do you? Maybe he's not. Is he just in character? Great question. Is he the great big bushy beard? You oh, we do. The yeah. crusty jugglers, mm-hmm. the travellers. Yeah. You see the kids. Sad. Yeah. It is. It. it I... He has a birthday every year. Not, not oh year. shit! Yeah, they kill him. As, like it is mm. genuinely a bit horrifying. Like all oh, that they're doing. Um, and then it cuts to the human statue. He yeah. was just alive, but paused Hopefully in a faking it. Yeah, he could. He's do in it. a Shatner stance, like a Shatner death yeah. stance. He is. Come <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, you think Danny stabs Nicholas, but he doesn't. Which it's is a... also the, the one bit in the movie that I have kind of a bone to pick with is. He then goes on to be like, I, I don't know enough about known murders or anything, but he he's sees everyone going after thing. him and he's the one that stabs him. Yeah. But he... I know he doesn't. He gives him the him. notebook, though. Like, does he Purposefully, know? doesn't mm. he? Does he know that there's been murders and stuff? No, no I, think I don't think is, he knows. because He's so childish and there's a bit of him that sort of knows that these people have just gone away. But he doesn't know that people... <laughs> Are being killed. Yeah, I I don't read it like he knows that there's murders because why has he does he kill in brackets his friend? I know he's trying to protect him from the others, but in that case, he knows that the others are gonna kill him. Oh, I get what you mean. So even though he knew that he had the notepad and the ketchup, he still did the act of going to kill. Sergeant Angel, so he must have known that people were dying. He must have at least have known that the others were gonna kill him, so he had to kill him in before, front of them yeah, to know that did. he. Yeah, okay. No, I understand. Yeah, okay. It's just it's a little bit. Yeah, that is weird. I think the only thing I can assume is you know he's got this sort of you know father and son bond. I assume Jim Broadbent's character has told Danny. You know he's. You need to get him. You know he's a bad egg. 
basically. We need to get rid of him. And he's like, he won't stand up to his dad at this point. So, right, okay, I'll help you get rid of him. But he won't kill him. Mm. But he mm. says he'll, okay, I'll help you get rid of Nicholas Angel. So he fakes his, his death, or he fakes yeah. his murder, because he wants he doesn't want to lose his dad's approval, but he won't kill his friend. He, so I think it's like a one of those... I think it just needed like one scene to explain, yeah. Just to, to show, um, well, what, what's Jim Broadbent's character Slug called? Slughorn, yeah. To show Slughorn saying to Danny, "Look, he's he's causing a lot of trouble in the village. We have to get rid of him." Whether they say we're going to kill him, I don't know. It is a bit of an odd scene for Danny to be in. Maybe like, but how much does a, a bit of a scene where he? brings him into his world and he's like, this is what's actually going on in the the village. But I think if they tell Danny we're murdering people, that makes him no, a bit irredeemable. He, he wouldn't say that, though, because he's a psychopath and he'd go bonum communi communitatis. Village. Yeah, yeah okay. it's for the greater good. The greater okay. Good. He um, wouldn't say murder because he in, in their heads, in the NWAs with Attitudes um, group, they don't think what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. They they have completely removed their minds from murder. But he's not Judge Judy and Executioner. <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah. Judge Judy and Executioner. Yeah, I think yeah. what we're supposed to read of it is Danny knows a, a certain amount of what they do, but doesn't know how far they go with it. So you think this is his first realisation? Yeah, and I think it's like they've told him a version of events that kind of makes sense to him in his mind where he doesn't want to let down his dad. Mm. But he, he, he loves his, his new best friend as well. So Yeah, maybe he doesn't know about the murders. He, he just definitely knows doesn't. This is the end game, and this is the only way he's going to get his best friend out of the situation, making it look like he's murdered him. Yeah, I don't think he knows about the murders. I really but don't. He knows that this he's gonna be murdered. Yeah. In his head, this might be the first time it's happening. Possibly. But he knows that they're gonna kill him. Yeah. I don't think so. Then no. why does he kill him? Because I, like I said, I think that's Danny's way of going. Right. This is the only way I can save him. Yes, yeah, but in that case, he's saving he, from he what? Knows that yeah. They're gonna kill him. Well, I mean, they had sickles and nightsticks and yeah, which again yeah. is another great name for a dildo. Sickles and nightsticks, oh my god. <laughs> wow. Anyway. That, that's a great boy's superhero name. Sickles and nightstick. I guess. If you want Not wrong. not knight's dick. That could work too. Yeah. Knight's dick. Fish dicks. Okay. Um <laughs> Anyway, Nicholas Angel does not get murdered and he leaves, goes to like a, a service station. Sees all the action movies in like the bargain bin, mm. um, and then we get maybe my favourite scene in the whole film when he returns to Sanford. It's just like a nice quiet Sunday morning. The man's out tending to his field. Nicholas turns up in his Range Rover, <laughs> shoots the man, and then drop kicks his old <laughs> he mum. Does. He does a proper like. It is <laughs> fantastic. Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Double kick in the air yep. to that woman's face. This whole final act is just exquisite yeah. action, and it ties it in with the thing that we were saying at the beginning, where it was like everyone's packing around here, farmers, farmers. farmers mums. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's so good. It is literally because he goes, Mum! He shouts at his mum. Oh, it's so fucking good. It is great. But, little 
little D and D thing I saw the other day. Oh just, my god! Oh, okay, Ching. okay. As a bingo, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in D and D, in the action, like in actions in combat, you have six. It's six seconds, and you can move like thirty feet in that second. So, and it is literally six seconds from him running to the old woman and kick her in the face. It's just, it makes me oh, okay. Unintentional. So if we were playing a D and D match and it was Hot match. Fuzz, match is it called a match? No, carry on. Like a football match. <laughs> a yeah. uh, a round. Oh, sure. Like a, a round. A, a, a football. Yeah. So yeah. he's used his movement and then his attack action to drop kicker in the face. Yes. He. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. yes. I understand. Pull Good. your pants the back reference. up, Tom. Wow. Shard. Jesus. There if we that go. is actually a genuine thing that Edgar Wright oh, put in the not, film, but like <laughs> then that is genius. And yeah. You know what? He is the sort of person, looking at pictures of him on the internet, he looks like a dungeon master. Fully clothed, safe search on. Uh huh. Different um, dungeon master. He looks like someone who would play D&D. Yeah. Okay. And that's not a slight on any of us because I'd we've play all played game. it. Once, once, once. Um, very well, I might add. What, what, semi. That's what I had when I was oh, playing. Ah, okay, okay. Anyway, so yeah, he drop kicks the old lady, and then he goes back to the police station to fucking lock and load. Oh. I love how no one notices him just walk yeah. around the police station. Just Bill Bailey at the end. <laughs> yeah, and then They're we get all in the the bullpen, aren't they? Yeah, just like just... eating cake again. It's like... great. He goes into the armory, gets all the weapons. And then you get that amazing reveal where you've got, like, well-to-do Bill Bailey just like, oh, I don't know, we had a mounted division. And from behind you <laughs> see his, like, scraggly twin brother just, nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> the whole while you think that, that was the same person on the morning and night shift. It's such a f- pointless gag, yeah. but I loved it. I love it so much. I put two Bill Baileys, shits and giggles. Yeah, that's all. It's, it's because, meaningless. Why? But it's just that's a great... <laughs> Just that the film is just packed with it. It reminds me of like airplane. Just every minute there's a joke and a gag. Like surely you can't we, be serious. I am serious. We watched that recently. Fucking and genius. Steph has never seen it. What? And every time we go on Netflix, it plays that little clip of them going. We need to find a doctor. And Leslie Nielsen is like pretending to be asleep. It's like I think this guy's a doctor. And he's got a stethoscope in his ears. It's like, are you a doctor? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and it's like there's a bit where he goes, um, "We need to get her to a hospital." What is it? Oh, it's a big building with sick people and <laughs> yeah. doctors. That's, that's not important <laughs> right now. I watched recently too. I think my favorite character is the the guy who doesn't give a shit in the control tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's getting larger. <laughs> it's just a f- like. I'm what so- a day to stop sniffing glue. Looks like I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> like I picked the wrong day to quit drinking. It is just rammed with, and and that's that's what this film's like. It's just gag after gag after gag. I can just talk about airplane now. It is yeah, so it is. good. I'm trying. It's such a good film. So when he go, I noticed something. And I paused this purposefully because yeah. I thought that's the thing. When he goes to the news agent the second time, yeah, the poster in the window has changed. So it was Romeo and Juliet, and now it's the new actors. Mm. Oh. Um, 
So it's, it's nice. the guy, the woman who plays the cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> it's an extra. What was it? Something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But neither of them had any good roles in no, anything. No. That's. Oh. But they, they, they sort of moved to the village and became part of the Illuminati that was developing in this village. Illuminati? Illuminati. I'm actually 53. <laughs> yeah, that's why Tim Messenger dies for misrepresenting an age. It's so stupid. But anyway, yeah, he, he locks and loads. He, he rides into town. I assume this is like a reference to a Western that I've not Probably seen. All the Westerns. All the Westerns, all the Clint Eastwood films. Yeah. All the fucking. I don't know. They wanted to stare into morning. Morning angle. Sergeant Angel's back. Get a look at his horse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so, just the, the the shootout is great. Yeah, I had a question. Yeah. Does more than one youth going into the paper shop activate a trapdoor? No, they all run upstairs. Yeah, they do. But they yeah. don't though, because they run into the shop and then immediately she collapses and goes, "Oh!" I think it's just maybe they've all run up and like pulled her back. Just, oh, like, okay. quick headed I thought it was like, "Oh, no, more than one." Child at a time because more than <laughs> suddenly trapped two. <laughs> they fall, two. They fall through the, the floor. Is that the actual reason like news agents <laughs> across the country only allow it because otherwise there's got to be a hole. There's, a, there's a big trap door, and then there's one of them big trebuchets <laughs> that just launches the owner, of the news agent, over to the uh, the town that they talk about. Wow. Which no, wow. I can't remember. Something Abbey. Can we talk about the uh, fantastic Reverend shootout? Yeah. When he's like, surely, Nicholas, you're a man of peace. Like, I may be a man of peace, but I know right and I know wrong. Oh, fuck off, grasshopper. grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Karate Kid reference? I think maybe? it might be, yeah. yeah. Is he saying he's Mr. Miyagi? I think so, oh, okay. yes. But he's got the pistols up his, like, cloak <laughs> sleeves. It's ridiculous. It's very, it's very um, Dustal Dawn. Mm. Oh, the whole, th- yeah. It, the whole thing, the, this whole final act is amazing. It's ridiculous. Um, I think my, f- everyone's got guns, which is, alright, sure. But then the, the woman of the bike who has the set, like, <laughs> inlaid foam for the guns. Yeah. What the doctor does it. as well in his, the back of his car. He's got the mm. foam in the shape of his guns. This is so stupid. It is so stupid. And we get that scene in the pub when the, the police arrive and Nicholas talks them all around. Um, why does Slughorn roar like a lion? I, I love it, but I don't know why. It's... I think Sparks oh, coming I'm out. sure there's a reason for that. But I don't know... It'll mainly be like sort of wounded tigers and the most dangerous or something. Uh, yeah, it is a bit like of an odd moment. But yeah, he roars like a lion and leaves in like the... It's almost like Lion King-esque, isn't it? Like, scar. It's very sort of like 80s, 90s cop films. You know, yeah. where they're in the shootout with the bad guy at the end and it's like they hit a, a neighbouring wall and it sparks them in the face. I and... mean, it's almost definitely a reference to something we've not seen. Yeah. Yeah. Which we need to see. Mm. Yeah, because we are not well-educated but film, I do film love, buffs. <laughs> I do love Slughorn roaring like a lion. It is good. It is good. It's weird. I think it's amazing that you know, we've had this amazing shootout. We've had all these people getting shot. It's great action. Nobody's dead. No, no. he's just injured everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... Mr. Trigger 
gets donkey con by <laughs> yeah. all of those kegs. <laughs> yeah, it is great. Um, and he's not even a main character. He just turns up at the end. So I have underlined here my favourite sentence in my notebook, the Summerfield shootout. It's mm. fantastic. And I love that we get this great character arc of, of that police officer, Tony, who the whole film, he's been useless. Yeah. And outside Summerfield, he's he comes up with the whole attack plan. <laughs> and Nicholas Angel's just like, well, what he said. Yeah. And it's just a great little like character story for this guy. Now he's suddenly a competent leader of the police yeah. force. It is great. There's some great lines in this. One of my favourite lines for the whole film is, Don't worry, Cartwright. It's just bolognese. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll score that out. It's just bolognese. There's so many little things in this bit. We're just like... <laughs> Nicholas just... Idea. <laughs> so, I had a question. So, at... You go into Tesco's or Asda. Sure. Co-op. Check your privilege. Um, Morrison's. <laughs> Waitrose. Oh, oh, you, you went okay with Morrison's, but Waitrose yeah, yeah, was like... I could honestly Ocado. say... Little. I, I don't know where the nearest Waitrose is. I'm not that posh. It's not in Staley Bridge. Are you sure? No, they're not allowed. Oh. Um, <laughs> they'll get ousted. Um... My question was, so you walk into a supermarket, you go to the butcher's counter, yeah. is the butcher's glass bulletproof? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, Staley Bridge it is, yeah. <laughs> it has to be. Meat. It's like, it's Meat like a bank a... teller's. <laughs> yeah. Like an old-timey Wild West bank teller's. Yeah, you have to slide uh... it under the thing when you want your, uh, your sirloin. Yeah. Or your <laughs> hazelnut if you're from like Staley Bridge. Two guys and a fuckload of cutlery. <laughs> yeah, they fire at that glass and they're ducked yeah, down for a very long time. Yeah. yeah, it's just like. Well, it's... Oops. Oh, sorry. I That's love... on the podcast. The bit where they. They, when they get through all this, they use the trolleys as a batter <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Why does that work though? Because. Physics. Physics. And before that, what upsets me is, again, ice cream. Yeah. Why is Hagen Dars in the fridge? When, when they're when they're stood outside the butcher's counter, yeah. you see like steaks and stuff, and then next to it is just Hagen Dazs. Ridiculous! It's just soup. Oh, uh, well, we should stop. Check my privilege. <laughs> that is a plot hole. Yeah. Wow. Plot hole check check my privilege. Jesus, Hagen Dazs. Yeah, but it, it's just. Like I said earlier on, the film has just got these great little vignettes. At the start, it's these daft little, like, village-like vignettes. The final act is all these little action vignettes. It's the town shootout, the supermarket shootout, the car chase of the model village, which is fucking amazing. Swan! <laughs> just... Angle. Don't go being a twat now. I'll give you the satisfaction. Oh, the Andy's redemption arc. Like a bit of girl-on-girl action. Yay. There's a bit where um, Nick Frost turns into Brian Blessed, where he's in the car and he's firing his gun. And he goes bang, bang, yeah. bang, 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 <laughs> <laughs> boom! Wow. So we're in the supermarket. They've just had a shootout with some knife guys, and then some young lad starts lobbing fruit at them. Fruit attack! <laughs> And then they start shooting, and then they're shooting, shooting <laughs> actual guns at them. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this. <laughs> the the just the way the whole film blends the mundane with the over the top 
nothing is in the middle. It's just, like I said, bolognese or bloodshed. That is what this film is, and it is great. The Cornetto trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, bolognese and bloodshed. I'm I'm quite proud of that phrase. Yeah, bolognese and bloodshed. I've not even written that down. That's a metal band. Yeah. (laughs) The name of the next album, what you pick it up. That's the first album for that rock band. What rock band? Neighbours with Attitude? Oh my God, leave it in the past. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Car Chase, The Model Village. (laughs) Great, great Car Chase, guys. I mean... I mean, it's, it's, it's alright, I guess. I won't say it's great. Bang, bang. But yeah, it's it's the way they... Again, the car chase, it it has the elements of a car chase, but mundane Just again. Country lane. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know, because I don't drive, so I don't know when, when he's, you know, changing gears and he's putting the clutch down and yeah. he's making that noise. and Yeah. As the resident driver in the room, ask me any questions you want. I would have loved a what point. What is car? <laughs> what is wheel? So, when a man loves a woman. When a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's. That, 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 I that, wish <laughs> I could remember the song from Romeo and Juliet. Love struck Romeo. No. <laughs> from uh, 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 this film, whatever film we're doing. Hot fuzz. I can even move. Yeah. Love me, love me. Say that you love me. Okay, there we go. So, cars. What would have made. Hey, just sending out a diplomat, aren't you? Whatever happened to those guys? I'm not telling Edgar Wright how to do his job. Okay. But what would have been great. Yeah. Would have been a bit where it was the Fast and Furious, you know, clutch, changing gears, all that shit. And then they get to a passing point and then a tractor goes past and they have to wait <laughs> at either end. That would have been like, great. Just a, a, a few seconds of them looking at each other as this tractor Come goes past. Yeah. Oh, Bill Bailey yeah. on, in his, his brand new Combine Harvester. Oh, you've got a brand new, new Combine Harvester. I'll give you the key. <laughs> Wow. They, they, okay. All right. They missed Ed, a trick. Edgar, I know you're listening. Re-edit do better. This. Do, do a George <laughs> Lucas and go and put that in, like CGI it in. It's easy to do. It's fine. It's a combine harvester. It's fine. Just put it in. It's fine. Yeah. Can't be that expensive. Just put it in. It's fine. Oh, oh dear. Stop it. Uh-oh. Anyway. Is that the title of your first album? <laughs> title of something. Ghost anyway. Bad, Ghost Dad 2. Oh God! What a what a throwback to back three hours ago. We've been recording for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this finished. Anyway, okay. mo- model village car chase. Kaiju battle. Yeah, Ka- what? Yeah, Godzilla and. Oh, sorry. Yeah, in the model village. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the irony that he was felled by his own van. Yeah, yeah. He trips up on the Summerfield van, and then he impales himself. Before that, there's some great tongue acting from Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Before that, we get. It's like... almost as good as the camel from. Um, oh, stop it. Stargate. No. No. Good. Closer to the mic. Please. And it was great that the dog did the noise at the same time. <laughs> like... uh, before that, though, we get my fav. One of my favourite lines is "Stay back, 
Oh, the ginger nut gets it. <laughs> just poor ginger kid. Oh, because Aaron, because they know that no one cares about ginger people. How about I go from the uh, the, <laughs> the phone book <laughs> and I found Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> it's Check an actual ginger. person. Oh, that is him, isn't it? Chekhov's Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> it's that Simpsons joke, isn't it? Where they ring Patty and Selma, Aaron yeah. Aronson. It's like, he's the biggest uh, chatty yeah. Cathy in the town. He'll tell everybody. Yeah, they go from like A to Z, but it's just two people with <laughs> initials A and Z. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I never noticed that was Aaron A. Harrison. Mm. Yeah. Because he says wow. it. Wow. He's like, what's your name, son? Aaron A. Harrison. Like, what? <laughs> um, I don't know why he has an Irish accent, but he does in the film. Oh, why not? Um, no. I didn't, just then. Well, yeah, get down. Get down, dog. Um, anyway, Jim Broadbent crashes car. The swan saves the day in the end. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Uh, Danny gets his point break moment, which is fucking great. Uh, There's a great line from Simon Pegg when he goes, Oh, pack it in, Frank, you stupid bastard. Yes. <laughs> and it's almost like He's the audience... exhausted. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the audience are like, as well, just come on, it's oh, done. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> it's a gr- Timothy Dalton is mounted on the church <laughs> spire, which is ironic because he's probably the one that killed Tim Messenger. <gasps> yeah. Like, Yes. Oh, it's great because it, it's just a great bit of acting by Simon Pegg. It's just that sort of like, for fuck's sake, we're done. The <laughs> film is done. Pack it in. And then, yeah, anyway, he crashes the car. The helicopters fly over. It's London. London's mm. here. Um, it's very Michael Bay. Very Michael Bay. Uh, Our crime numbers have gone down since you left. <laughs> yeah, Martin Freeman, Bill and I, and Steve Coogan turn up. Steve Kim Basinger. Kim Bingo! Yeah. I've had way too much whiskey. We should not podcast like this. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. They're all in jail. But before that, you get that lovely little line by Nicholas Angel, which is, well, actually, sir, I kind of like it here. Oh, he's going to stay. Yeah, quick, quick admin what editing again. What you don't again. know is he, he wants to live in the model village. He fucking hates the actual village. Mm. Quite like it here specifically. Yeah, yeah he feels like a, a giant. But yeah, we get some more he's, great... He's shrouded in Timothy Dalton's blood. He's like, this is my home. Blood lust. <laughs> I'm going to wear his skin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought he smelled bad from the outside. <laughs> wow. Just random Star Wars quotes. Yeah, so. why not? Yeah. Um, anyway, some quick editing as they process all the like, village yeah. watch and everything. It's great. My question from that was, what happens when they all get out? Because they're not there for life. Um, it's a small place. They're gonna true. get out. And they might. Be. Like they've all killed Are they gonna form a, a prison? I would assume <laughs> that they're not in prison in Sanford. I yeah. think they go to like the big, the big city. House. Yeah. The big city folk. Yeah, I think that's where they go. I think they go to be foggy life. London town. Yeah. Um, the but only then, thing... But then what happens is, do they come back to the village? I uh, No. I mean... Surely not. What we're saying is Hot Fuzz 2 needs to happen. Electric movement. Fuck off. To Hot Too Fuzzy? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Back in the habit? Back mm. in the habit. Okay. Call of the Wild. Oh. Okay. Cruise control. (laughs) Under Siege 2. 
I thought we were just naming films. No, at this point, probably. Um, what they need is... Return need... of the King! Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the Force Awakens. Just any other sequels you want to name? Yeah, probably. Are you, you, are you done? Okay, right. Wrath of Khan! Ah, there we go. I need, anyway, I need a piss. We, we need to. We're nearly done. We're nearly it. done. Anyway, back at the police station, the only thing I just think was a bit pointless was the sea mine tag when the, the mine explodes the police yeah, station. Yeah, because how did they forget about that busybody who works for yeah. CCTV? Because they purposely spray paint all the CCTV yeah, but, but, cameras. Yeah. Why did they forget about him? It was just. The whole thing was just a bit pointless because it didn't. Because Danny doesn't... You think Danny's died, he hasn't died. It's just... I don't know what it was for. They all should have died. That, would, that would be quite an ending. <laughs> the sea mine exploded yeah. in an enclosed space. Yeah, everyone should be dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was it just Chekhov's sea mine? Is that all it was? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Another famous sea play. Chekhov's sea mine. Just a load of old junk. Hey, decommission. You're just drunk now, aren't you? That's just yeah. Anyway, it blows up. <laughs> Nobody. It's just a bit pointless. Like the film's done by that point, because um, you get that fun. Uh, Olivia Coleman's got another little innuendo line. Oh, I like a bit of manpower, don't I? Oh no, Some... Christopher Angel says. Oh, sorry, sorry. He's part of the crew, and he gets yeah, binned to the face. Oh, he do, yeah, he just gets binned to the face. He's calmed down now. Yeah, he has. He has. Yeah, and Return I think. I think Danny has a line. So, yeah, Nicholas has his, like, jokey line. Danny has a serious line. So they've picked up traits really? of each other. Actually. Yeah. Um, but anyway, nobody dies. Uh, Nicholas and Danny are then at Danny's mum's grave. He's growing a bit of stubble for his great big bushy beard. Oh. Oh, no. Um, and then... I made that up. I don't know if it's in the film. Oh, I didn't, I don't, write it down. I didn't I notice it was, but we'll go with that because that's uh, nice. He's got stubble. He's okay. Got stubble, so. And then Danny and Nicholas are in the police car. There's like a really mundane crime going on. It's like, bring the noise. <laughs> Sirens go. End of the film. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Give me the sequel. Guys, what would you rate it out of 10? How many fuzzes would you give this film? Oh, I would give it a whole belly buttons full of lint. A lot of hot lint. A lot hot of warm lint. lint. Warm lint! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, a 20 pence piece, uh-huh. a button, Ooh. and a full pocket of lint. Ooh, some round and thread. a winter coat that you've not emptied the pockets out nice. in a while. Pound coin? There's a, there's a, there's a fiver. Ooh. There's a fiver in there. Good wow. Fun. I would give it... Um, one cranberry juice and four swans. Very there you good. go. Very good. That's a good film. Um, right. It is now uh, the weekend. We've been recording for a long time. <laughs> Do we have any final thoughts on Hot Fuzz? Part two of the Cornetto trilogy. I'm sure in a year's time we will watch The World's End. Good film, great film, the greatest film. What do we think? What, World's End? Oscar winner no, Olivia Coleman. Just being... She has like six lines. And they're all dirty. Yeah, they're all dirty. All dirty, dirty bastard. He's got a weird kink, hasn't he? Tom. Yeah, that's me. No, that Tom. 
This Tom. Who's got a weird kink? The other Tom. Who's got a weird kink? Also t- Not me, Tom. Yeah. Also Tom. Yeah. He does. Not not Tom. Oh, my God. What's the kink? <laughs> Olivia Coleman being dirty. Yes. Yes, he does. Is that on Pornhub? Almost definitely. We'll find out in a minute. Anyway. Um... Tom, do you have any miscellaneous notes that couldn't be fit organically into this ridiculous conversation? Go, go a little couple, couple. Okay. Uh, the mum and the sister, same person. Oh yeah, mum and yeah. sister, same person. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. You ain't seen Bad Boys too. Proper felt like me and Tom talking to you. Fuck the- off. <laughs> Fuck off. Not seen Godzilla. Jesus. <laughs> None of these films I've watched and thought, well, this is. Oh, I'm what? I'm missing out on this. I'm missing out on Godzilla. Wait. Missing out on Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. Wild Wild West. You ain't seen Wild Wild West. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have now, haven't I? Jesus Christ. Uh, um, Merlin's bushy beard! (laughs) (laughs) Just a little crossover then. Yeah. Slughorn Staley. Okay, there we go. All right. Um, If anybody has listened this far... um, Congratulations, well done. What is wrong with you? I, I don't know. But thank Yeah, but thank you for listening if you have. Um, and again, if you have, please share, like, subscribe. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't post much anymore because I'm busy, but we're there if you want to see yeah, us anyway. Message us. Yeah, yeah message us. Why, why is yeah. the impetus on us? Yeah, you make the effort, fans. <laughs> message us and someone will answer. Hopefully it'll be Lewis and you'll get Almost a... definitely Lewis. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the login, so it is going to be. But thank you for listening. We'll send si- us questions or something. Yeah, send, send us something. Yeah. Requests. Yeah, okay. you know, questions, requests, dirty underwear. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Sarah.